Hello and welcome to your Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. International Polar Bear Day, created by an organization called Polar Bears International to help bring attention to the many issues threatening the world's polar bear population. Did you know the first known documentation of the polar bear dates back to 1774? And in 2008, polar bears officially became threatened under the Endangered Species Act. It is also National Pokemon Day, honoring the Japanese card game that first debuted in 1996 and has increased in popularity and value ever since. Today is also primary day for both Republicans and Democrats in Michigan, where support for President Biden has been plunging among Michigan's large Arab American population over his handling of the war in Gaza. I'm very concerned about the direction this country is taking as far as Gaza. That could be big come November. Biden and Trump are expected to win their respective primaries easily today. Nikki Haley says she's going to hang on regardless of what happens, at least through Super Tuesday. Meanwhile, it's going to be a big news day in D.C. as top congressional leaders meet with President Biden at the White House. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, President Biden is going to make a much overdue trip to the U.S.-Mexico border and much overdue is much of an understatement. This will only be his second time to the border since taking office, and it happens to be the same day that former President Trump is going to the border again, which the White House says had nothing to do with their decision. The extent of how dumb they think people are is really insulting at this point. More on that in a moment, but Let's start off overseas where the push for a ceasefire in Gaza and the release of hostages is also back in the headlines today. President Biden, in between licks of mint chip ice cream on Monday, just casually sprinkled in massive geopolitically significant comments to reporters about the war in Gaza. Here's the president in New York City, like you were just showing, saying he hopes for a hostage ceasefire deal by early next week. Well, I hope by the beginning of the weekend, I mean, the end of the weekend, at least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. The president made those comments during an ice cream break after taping an interview with late night host Seth Meyers, where the commander in chief introduced himself to customers and then joked that the trademark image of his presidency's his Ray-Ban sunglasses, oh, and ice cream. Meantime, Israeli officials are pessimistic. Hamas will accept the current framework of a deal that includes six weeks of calm in exchange for the release of 40 more Israeli hostages. The key sticking points, Israel's refusal to guarantee an end to the war and reports that Israel won't allow terrorists it releases from its prisons to be allowed back into Gaza. On Monday, Israeli media reported what could be a major intelligence failure, that Hamas terror operatives activated around 1,000 Israeli SIM cards in their phones in Gaza around midnight on October 7th, just hours before the massacre. Now, the IDF and the Shin Bet, they pushed back, saying that those reports are, quote, false and far from reality. They said Israeli intelligence discovered it was dozens, not hundreds of SIM cards, and that activations tracked previously weren't followed by an onslaught. So, Rob, uh, Allison, basically what they said is in hindsight, it appears Israel believed Hamas may have just been carrying out an exercise. 
That's Newsmax Jerusalem correspondent Daniel Cohen in Tel Aviv, where he gives us live reports several times a day on multiple Newsmax programs. So former President Donald Trump and now President Biden are both making visits to the border. That'll be on Thursday. And even though Biden has been there once during his entire presidency, I mean, it's only the biggest, most important issue happening in America. And now all of a sudden he's making a second visit. An unnamed White House official says Trump had nothing to do with their decision, but the visit a week ahead of the State of the Union address is an attempt by the White House to maximize the political impact of the trip, according to that official. At least they're admitting to that, but that basically says it's not because the president really cares or is really concerned. It's just optics for the upcoming State of the Union. Greg Kelly spoke with Brandon Judd, president of the National Border Patrol Council. He's going to the border on uh, Thursday. Joe Biden is. I know Donald Trump is, but it's, you know, he's been going. He's, he, he goes not just uh, when he's on the eve of an election like like Joe Biden. What do you make of that trip, that proposed trip? So I, I think it's hilarious that he's doing this when he found out that President Trump, that the decision from President Trump came on Friday that he was going to go. And of course, that got leaked out and, and Biden found out about it. So he put in motion on Saturday this trip to Brownsville. But where he's going, that's not the area that he needs to go. You know, we're going to see him go and whimper and blame everybody else except for himself in a friendly confine. He's going where, where it's friendly. Where Donald Trump is going is he's going to where all of the chaos exists. He's going to see exactly what was done, how infrastructure works. He's going to see how his policies helped everything that we were able to do. And he's going to be able to look and see how he can expand upon those policies. Whereas Joe Biden's going to friendly territory, he's going to throw his hands in the air and he's going to blame everybody but himself. Where is that? Where is it? Where is it going again? Brown, Brownsville, Texas which is at the southern point. What's so, why, it, why is that friendly area? That's, a, that's like the southernmost point in the continental United States. Why is that friendly? Because it's Democrat or is there not much of a problem down is. there? It is. It, it, it's a Democrat district. And, and also in the Rio Grande Valley, we just haven't seen the activity that we had seen in the past for, for at least two years now. If he really wanted to go where everything is going, he would go to, to Eagle Pass, Texas, or he would come to um, Tucson, Arizona, where I'm at, or he would go to San Diego, California. I can personally tell you that Trump sent his advance team out to, to Arizona, that he looked at Arizona, and he's looked at Shelby Park. He has done all of the research research. Biden has not. Former Border Patrol agent and president of the Border Patrol Council, Brandon Judd, on Greg Kelly Reports, which is weeknights at nine o'clock Eastern, by the way. Top congressional leaders Chuck Schumer, Marble Mouth Mitch, House Speaker Mike Johnson, and Hakeem Jeffries are at the White House today meeting with the president who's pushing them to reach an agreement on government funding and try and move forward on the $95 billion national security bill that would send $60 billion to Ukraine. Kansas Senator Roger Marshall, who did not vote for the bill, was in studio with Rob Finnerty and Allison Maloney on Wake Up America. Yeah. Senator, good to have you back in the building. Um, good to see you. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, so Joe Biden told governors on Friday at the White House that lawmakers in the House, and this is a quote, he said they need to grow a spine when asked about what they're going to do with the bill that was passed in the Senate. Um, I've asked Senator Lankford this question before, 
But why not make some changes to that bill that passed in the Senate, work with Speaker Mike Johnson, and then vote on this again and get it passed? Well, that would take a spine from the White House. This is the most spineless president we've ever had, the worst uh, leadership I've ever seen from a person in this type of position. There are changes that could be made to the policy, simple policy changes. But again, this president does not want to fix the problem. He wants these 10 million people crossing the border illegally. He thinks that's going to be votes for the Democrat Party in the future. So so you're saying that the Senate won't do anything on the Democratic side because Joe Biden won't let them. So if Mike Johnson said, listen, if you tweak this, change that, delete that, and then vote again, it's gonna, it'll do well in the House. You're saying that, that Chuck Schumer won't let that happen? It's a facade. It's a charade. Joe Biden does not want to fix his problem, but here's his admission to guilt. All along, he's, he's now saying, I could have fixed the problem. He could have fixed this problem months ago. He could say, this is an emergency. He could stop this problem yesterday if he wanted. This is a huge admission of guilt on the president, and, and the American people are going to hold him accountable come November. Yeah, the day he went into office, he reversed so many of those things Nine. that former President Trump did, and yet now he's blaming Republicans. And then we have this, this sad story about that, that student in Georgia who was killed by a Venezuelan who was here illegally, who was arrested in New York City. They let him go. I mean, this is happening time and time again. So this is one of 200,000 Venezuelans that Joe Biden paroled. 200,000 Venezuelans. He's returned a whole 1,000 of them. And now Venezuela is thumbing their nose at us and say no more. So who else is out there? Again, two million Godaways. This, and, and this young lady, beautiful young lady, a nursing student near and dear to my heart, my wife a nurse, a physician myself. This lady has such a wonderful future. But in addition to her, 300 Americans died from fentanyl poisoning yesterday. 300 are going to die today as well. That's why every state is now a border state. Kansas Senator Roger Marshall on Wake Up America. Republican Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado, who voted against impeaching Secretary Mayorkas and is against impeaching President Biden, is now calling for the president to be removed from office through the 25th Amendment. Yesterday, Buck introduced a resolution that demands Vice President Kamala Harris immediately convene the cabinet to declare President Biden is unfit to serve. And I quote, What is obvious to a horrified nation that the president is unable to successfully discharge the duties and powers of his office. Now, we have heard talk of the 25th Amendment before, right? A majority of Biden's 12 cabinet members would have to provide Congress with written notice that they, too, believe their boss is not fit to serve, which is not very likely to happen. And yesterday, the legal team for former President Donald Trump officially appealed that $355 million fine in the New York City civil fraud case. Bianca De La Garza spoke about it with former New Jersey judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge, welcome into Newsline. Great to have you today, sir. Thank you, Bianca. Pleasure to be with you, my friend. Well, you know, time is of the essence. We know when the... uh Bond came down. He's got, you know, 30 days as of Friday. Every day, $100,000 in interest. It's hard to even wrap your head around it, Judge. Ticks up for the former president. Let's talk about the appeal. Angeron committed errors of law and or fact. That's one thing. But a lot of people are talking about the Eighth Amendment violation against excessive fines. What do you think? Well, the Eighth Amendment, uh, unfortunately for the former president, has only been interpreted and used in the criminal context. Even though it says fines, Mm. uh, it it really means punishment and fines for crimes. 
But this is such a weird, odd uh, case because the penalty is extraordinary. The loss of $400 million going up $100,000 a day for a crime not committed and harm not caused. He didn't harm anyone. The people that he lent, he uh, that he borrowed money from, Deutsche Bank, their uh, executives got That's on the right. witness stand, the judge in the eye, and said he paid back everything to the penny and on time. And then this uh, executive from the bank looked at the former president and said, by the way, Mr. President, if you want to get back in this business after you leave the White House, we'll be happy to be uh -huh. your lender again. Probably I mean, not in the state of New York, though. Um, I wish we had more time. We had a lot of breaking news today with the uh, election. We took some of uh, Nikki Haley's comments. But in our final moments here, how unusual also is it for Judge Engeron not to pause the clock on this bond? He could have done that while the appeal went forward, but he chose not to judge Napolitano. It seems vindictive. Most, most judges would stop the running of the clock rather than send uh, the defendant here, the former president, on a wild goose chase to raise $450 million in cash or to get an insurance policy that will guarantee that payment secured by, you read it, Bianca, a billion in unsecured Ooh. real estate. This is very difficult even for someone with Trump's personal wealth and access to funds to accomplish in 30 days. My guess is he should ask the appellate court to give him more time to do this, and they will probably say yes. Justice Angeron was appealed six times, twice before the trial, four yeah. times during the trial. Well, All you know, six times he was reversed by the appellate court. There you go. Great legal advice. Come back real soon. Judge Andrew Napolitano, pleasure to have you, sir. Pleasure, Bianca. Former New Jersey Superior Court Judge Andrew Napolitano on Newsline with Bianca De La Garza. Meanwhile, police in Jupiter, Florida, are investigating a suspicious substance, a white powder that showed up in the mail at Donald Trump Jr.'s home on Monday. And if you missed it yesterday as well, Ronna McDaniel announced she is planning to resign from her RNC position on March 8th. Be sure to keep up with all the news all day, every day on Newsmax, which is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Spectrum, Xfinity, Fios, and many others. And if you're not yet watching on Newsmax Plus, simply go to NewsmaxPlus.com, get signed up. You can get a free trial. It includes all of your favorite shows and hosts like Greg Kelly Reports, Rob Schmidt Tonight, Eric Bowling, The Record with Greta Van Susteren, Carl Higby, Bianca De La Garza, and more. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Continue to share it with your friends and family. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.